Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hello, listeners. I'm so excited y'all are here today. I can't wait to tell you about who's joining us on the podcast. It is my friend, Shelly Tomlinson. I have been on the stage with Shelly. I have been on an airplane. I've traveled with Shelly. Shelly is, y'all, she's a lot of fun. She is a speaker. She's an author. She is the belle of all things Southern, and she is a storyteller. Now, Shelly is truly the epitome of Southern Storyteller. Her cookbook, Hungry is a Mighty Fine Sauce, is one that I use consistently throughout the holidays and really throughout the year. But y'all sit back, enjoy Shelly. Well, hello, Shelly. I am so excited you're here with us today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I have been looking forward to speaking to you. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. Y'all, I know uh, I told you a lot about Shelly in the, um, well, just a few minutes ago and a few seconds ago in the promo and um, about how we've traveled together. Y'all, she truly is one of my favorite people. And y'all, we laugh so hard when we're together. It's obnoxious. It's we just don't even, We don't even need anything. I mean, no. like Mary and I, Mary and I can just make a face. Or we can just make a reference to something else. And and we've lost everyone else. We're just useless. We are in our own world. We were sitting, I'm going to have to remind you of something. We were sitting on the front row of uh, the big heartfelt conference. Yes. And and I was supposed to go up and I was emceeing. I'm there. I'm there. And I think I lost my mic and it rolled under the seat. Wait, think you lost your mic? So wait, (laughs) let me rephrase this. Let me reframe this for everybody that's listening. So there are like thousands of people in this audience. We're on the front row. You have all these papers and a mic in your hand. And it is time for you to go up and do your, your MC thing that you do so well. And yet you... I don't know. Did you trip? Did you fall? I don't know. All of a sudden you're on the ground, the mic's on the ground and your papers are everywhere. I lost the mic. It rolled under a chair. Yeah. Remember, and it, it rolled- would have been helpful if I had not been laughing so hard that I could help you collect your papers. That would have been nice and real Christian like. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh. no. Was, and it was, was it was so funny. Yeah. Then that's, that's what, that's Shelly. That's, that's the friend I have in Shelly, <laughs> but she did laugh at me. And with she, you, with you. Well, no, that was at me. That was at me. That was absolutely at me. But y'all, we have we've shared a stage before. We have uh, we've sh- I think we've shared a hotel room. I don't remember. We have. Shared. I believe we have. We we've have. traveled together. Yeah. Um. Uh. Overseas, internationally, and locally, we went to Beaufort. So was it Beaufort? How do you say that? Where? Beaufort, South Carolina. What where is that? Somewhere South Carolina where it we got beautiful. stuck in that roundabout. I don't. Oh, uh, y'all! I can't listen. Roundabouts are of the devil, and I don't understand them because we don't have those in Rimlap, Alabama. And I was driving. Was I driving or were you driving? You were, and that no. would have been another time if I could have helped you if I hadn't been laughing so hard. But you were having. I was enjoying you trying to get out of the roundabout too much to help. I just kept going around in circles because I don't understand. Why don't you just make a four-way stop, people? 
Right. I mean, why you got to go around in circles? You're like, that's what they got in Bama. I mean, like we got four way stops. <laughs> we got four way stops, people. So, so yeah. So we've we've done some life together. She's one of my favorite speakers. She will make you laugh. She will make you cry. She will make you think. Um, she loves Jesus like nobody. Um, and uh, but I tell you, she is so much fun, Shelly. Um, I want to. I want to dive in and I want to talk about why, why did you start speaking? When did you start? Well, I know you started when you uh, probably, you know, showed up on this earth, but <laughs> when did you start doing it professionally? And okay. Why? So the first time I realized that people would actually sit still and let me talk to them. <laughs> I mean, I have grown up, you know, with everybody be like rolling her eyes, like, will she hush? I had, let's back up and figure that out. So I had self-published a book because back in that day, I wasn't a traditionally published author. You know, I have several, oh gosh, six books out now. Yep. But this was before then when I was trying to get someone to publish me, Mary. Yep. And everybody was saying, Shelly, who, where, and why, you know, should we let you in the publishing world? You're a little off kilter, which is true, but I still thought they should let me in. So I like did this end run around publishing and I self-published this first little book. Mm-hmm. Well, that uh, within a few months, people that didn't have to like it, you know, your family has to, oh, this is great. I love it. Right. Whatever. But people that didn't have to be nice were wanting a copy of it, you know, and trying to get it through my family. So it started circulating and I had this group. It wasn't even a church group. Um, it's like some sort of civic organization that asked me to come and speak to them. And the way they asked, they were like, oh, what is your speaking fee? And I'm mm. like, I don't have one of those animals. I don't even know what they're talking about. I speak and think someone's going to pay me some money to talk to them. <laughs> like, let's... You'd have done it for free. Yes, they didn't know this. And they were like, so what is your speaking fee? We'd like for you to come and talk to us about this book. And I'm thinking, well, I don't know what is a regular speaking fee. That's what I am, whatever that is. And so that was the inception. And then I began speaking more places and people would have me there to tell us stories. I'm a Southern storyteller. Can't get away from it. I'm just a storyteller. But I would always find myself, even if they didn't get me there for a devotional or to hear from the <laughs> word or I mean, I, I'm me, you know, and so I would tell them stories and then it was just an opportunity. I could not leave the gospel with people. And so I would dovetail and, you know, just regularly at the end of my little speech into something that I felt like what could could last something that I could leave with them that would help them for eternity instead of just a story that would make them laugh in the moment. And so my Bible study teaching slash speaking career kind of came out of that. Because some civic group asked you. So I love that. So once you got asked, so it sounds like you were a writer. You started mm -hmm. out writing. Speaking came second. Some of our people listening are the same way. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, self-publishing was not as common when you did it. No, I did the whole build it and they will come thing out of necessity <laughs> because <laughs> they wouldn't let me in the publishing game. And so when I when I started that and I began figuring out that I could speak to people 
you know, as well as write, it just opened up a whole new world for me. And and I would tell somebody that's listening, Mary, and this may be ahead of your question, but it's in my okay. head and you know, I have to get things out that are in my head. I would say um, one of the biggest things anyone needs that wants to do this mm-hmm. is to love people and genuinely want to talk to people, encourage people, or give them something in their life. Because yeah. if you come at it that other way of, I want to be a speaker, like, give me a stage, then the whole world's against you. I'm sorry, because there's yep. enough of that, you know? That's right. But when your heart's the other way, and you're like, I, I want to speak to you, I want to try to help you with any experience I have, anything I can mm-hmm. do to encourage you, I want to do it then um, the Lord will just open up opportunities for you to share. Absolutely. Well, I think it's that servant hearted. I think God has given and equipped each one of us uniquely because you're going to speak to an audience that would never listen to me. And vice versa. And vice versa. And Mm -hmm. one of the listeners, she may be somebody who is, you know, we've got friends in the speaking world that are very serious. They are much more of the, the traditionalists. They are, you know, they're digging in the Hebrew and, we might yeah. dig in the Hebrew, but it's going to look a little different. Yes. And, and have a little Southern twist with that Hebrew. Yeah. It's going to have a little slang with it. So, um, so talk to me about one of those early speaking. I'd love to hear about one of those early speaking. Maybe when you were first a, like a keynote or maybe your first retreat, <laughs> one of those early days Oh, when you, you were just the, getting your feet wet. What about the writer story? I think I've okay. told you. This, this y'all. I think I've told you the writer story. You have, and I want you to tell them. Now, let me, let me preface it by explaining a writer is a document that you will send to um, whoever has booked you and they they will kind of tell you what your needs are. It's like, you know, I like this kind of water, you know, because they want to serve you well. So they want to know how can we, what kind of snacks do you want? You know, what kind of, you know, do you, maybe you're gluten free or you don't eat peanuts. They need to know all that. That's what is typically in a rider. So and we would note that that word is spelled R-Y-D-E-R as a, a rider that you're talking about. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, so I had not been in the speaking arena world that terribly long, um, maybe a year or so before I got my first uh, really big opportunity to speak at a large conference as a keynote speaker. And it was the first time I had encountered a question like this. So I'll take you into the middle of a phone conversation that I'm having with the event planner. And she is Miss Professional. I mean, she has her list and she's crossing it off, right? And so I'm just asking, she's asking all the questions and I'm answering them. And she gets to one of her last questions and she says, okay, Miss Tomlinson, do you have a rider? Well, I, I wasn't familiar with that word Mary or at least being asked that question at that particular point of a conversation like that and so I thought just a second and I said well I have a best friend that generally rides with me (laughs) (laughs) please tell me how she responded (laughs) Miss Professional pure silence like (laughs) 
I'm picturing her because we weren't zooming or anything. You know, this was just a phone call. So I am picturing her, picturing her with her hand over her phone, just dying, just dying because this country hick has told her, well, I generally have my best friend. You know, she rides with me. And so once she composed herself and, and I'm pretty good on context clues. So, right. you know, <laughs> I would have gotten it had she framed it a different way, but she kind of composed herself and she said, well, Miss Tomlinson, um, like, thank you for that, you know, was kind of her attitude. Yeah, thank check. you. Yeah, <laughs> check. And as if she was moving on to another question, she says, um, is there anything in particular you would like backstage in the green room? <laughs> well, I don't even put the two things together. And then I answer, you know, oh, I'm so easy. Just coffee, maybe some water bottles. You know, I don't need anything. It wasn't until I arrived at that conference and I'm in said green room with a lot of other speakers who know what's up, you know, they know up from down. And I hear one of them say to the other one, they said, well, I just, she was talking about her throat being hoarse a lot. And she said, well, I have gotten to where I tell them uh, in my rider that I need throat lozenges. And that's where the, (laughs) that's where the context clues came in. I was like, Oh, oh, listen. So that's a rider. And then I couldn't, I couldn't look at that lady without laughing the rest of the week. I could not look at her without laughing. Because you know, you know, you were the topic of conversation. Oh, I'm sure she still tells it. No doubt. She tells it with all her event planner friends. I'm sure she does. I tell the story to everybody. I tell it too. (laughs) Every time I meet. Like I, I'm meeting like with a new speaker and I'm yeah. explaining to him what it's a rider. And I've always spelled it R-I-D-E-R. If there's a oh, okay. in there, I'm, I could be wrong. I, don't I, know. Like, I, just, I like the Y spelling. I think it's fancy. Okay. I just thought it was. But it hey, what fancy. do I know? I thought a rider was Rhonda Perry who rides in my front seat. Don't take it from me, Mary. Look these things up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to Google that. Um, but, but what I love, what I love, Shelly, is that you just went right on with it. And, yeah. and and I love the professionalism of that event planner. Now, let me ask a question because that was, a, that was a few years ago. Yes. Um, and you've been speaking for, for a few years now. Um, what would that you... was about 15 years ago, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. Time's flying. Okay. Years, it does. It does go by quickly, doesn't it? So what would Shelly of today tell Shelly that didn't know what a writer was? What yeah. would she tell her about speaking. So what was something you would do different today? Um, I think one, and this is not going to be a really philosophical answer. It's really it's okay. nuts and bolts. It's a very nuts yeah. and bolts thing. I have wondered, I have thought a million times, I wish I would have been taking notes of everywhere I went because oh. my my career, my speaking ministry, I should say, because I consider it more of a ministry than anything sure. else has been so busy over the last 15 years. And so, you know, you're making dates. You use your whole Google calendar, all that type of thing. But I'm talking about um, it's only been within the last couple of years that I really started paying attention to keeping those email addresses and those church contacts in a separate file so that I could reach out to all of them, you know, when I had another book coming out or something else that I was launching. Um, And so that database would be so different if I had realized the necessity of doing that early on. And I didn't, I was just winging it girl, flying by the seat of my pants. That's, just. But that's a great business tip because you're right. I mean, 
those people who book you once that they're probably not going to book you the next year, but they might book you and, but they might want to buy your book. They may, and they Absolutely. may need you in another year. And I know you do, um, you do a lot with the cowboy church. Yes. That, I tell you what, I found my tribe with them. <laughs> I went out and spoke at one cowboy convention one time in, ten, in Texas. Mm-hmm. I'm in Louisiana. Mary's in Alabama. I'm right. in Louisiana. I know that sounds like a lot of syllables the way I say it, but. <laughs> and there anyway, are. There's anyway, a lot oh, of vowels. There's a lot of vowels. There's a lot of vowels. And that reminds me of something else about syllables, but I need to ask you that probably off camera, Mary, off, off tape. But anyway, I digress. Um, I was speaking in Texas. They invited me to speak to a cowgirl convention. Mm-hmm. And I had never been to a cowgirl church or a or a cowboy church is what they call it, or right. a cowgirl convention. But, you know, yes, I mean, <laughs> I can come talk about Jesus. And so, yes, is the answer. And so I get out there and it was this big conference with thousands of boot wearing, Jesus loving, hooping and hollering women. And I found my tribe. I was like, I belong, you know. <laughs> I belong here. And so out of that convention, um, yeah, I think I have, I don't know what you call it. I've really got in good with the cowgirls. <laughs> I speak at a lot of churches. But I think that's understanding who your audience is. Yeah. You know the people that love Shelly. Now, you probably are not going to play as well at the buttoned up, uber conservative You know, they're going to do the, they're going to do the, the, the tablescapes. You're probably not as, you're probably going to be a little different. Well, let me just say, Mary, I, I'm giggling on this side because here's the funny thing. So I speak at as many of those events you just described as I do at the other events. Yeah. And I think the difference is that they become way less straight laced within an hour or so of my arrival. You they know, do. they, they may be, they're putting on the white linen tablecloth event right. with all the tablescapes. And then they're like, whoa, we didn't know we were getting this speaker. And because, you know, I'm there and I have no airs and I'm just me. I think breath like comes into the room and they just decide to, you know, just relax and go with it. They're so, going to lean in. They're going to lean in. I yeah, love that. I mean, they probably look at me, no joke, the first few minutes, like a, a dog, like sideways, like, <laughs> and, and who invited her? <laughs> and what was, <laughs> and, and why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm mindful of an event that Shelly, I'm reminded of an event Shelly and I were at, and I remember the event planner was a very proper woman, and I thought, and I, I, I've often thought about her, and thought, I wonder if she left yeah. that evening that night and thought, who in the world is this speaker, and what in the world is this friend she's brought with her? And, and, and how did we get both of them here in our fair city? I know. <laughs> <laughs> what lined up to make that happen? But, but that was a great event. It ended up but I know amazing. the lady you're speaking about, and yeah. I can remember now. Correct me if I'm if I'm wrong here, but didn't she like unbutton the top button or something for the weekend she, was over? I she mean, she did. just relaxed. She did. Yeah. She did. And so I, I think I can attribute that, Mary, to what I like to say all the time, and I'd love for your listeners on this podcast to hear. I just think it's it's just a good way of, to approach this life. I take myself not at all seriously because I wake mm. up with me. I go to bed with me. I know her problems and I know her success. I, I got her. I take me very, very not seriously, but I take God very seriously. Yeah. yeah. And that allows me to, um, 
to come into any event, really, that straight lace event or the cowgirl kicking it back just because I come in as me without without taking myself seriously. Does that that's does that a good translate? word? You get no, that? I think that's good. Yeah. I think and I think sometimes and you have been that up and coming writer speaker mm-hmm. and I've been there and 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 sometimes you do start taking yourself a little too seriously. Oh. And you start comparing yourself to other people and you start trying to make your success line up with their success. And you, you try to kind of leapfrog, you know, we all have to, we all have to start somewhere. And, you know, like the first time you spoke was at a, a civic event. Oh, a little, I mean, it may have been 22 people there counting me. I mean, it's a little bitty tiny event, but like you and I have said many times before, Mary, and it goes back to that servanthood that we opened up the podcast. What are your yep. motives? What are your motives for Why doing are this? You doing are this? you wanting to uh, give or are you wanting to take, you yeah. know, is the yeah. motive there. But you and I have said many times, it don't set, don't set out to speak to thousands. Because you won't get there. You better be willing to speak to the few. That's right. And give them something that matters. Mm-hmm. And then you may, or you may not speak to thousands. Yeah. But you better have your priorities right. Yeah. And be willing to go. I, I love to put event planners at ease. And this is yeah. a good speaking tip for anyone that's listening. Mm-hmm. Um, when an event planner calls me, if it's um if it's someone that's not say at a large church, you know, really yeah. large church, then they call me with a little bit of uh insecurity like tone where they're like, I don't know how many people we can get and yeah. and they're kind of qualifying, I guess is what I'm trying to say, yeah. the event as they begin asking me questions and girl I am looking for them to breathe so I can put them at ease. <laughs> and I tell them I can speak to two, 200 or 2000. It yeah. is not, uh, you know, it's not the size of your event that will yeah. have me there or not. Yeah. And so I would, you know, I would think that would be a good tip for your uh, no, wannabe speakers yeah. out there. And the people that are already speaking is to yep. put that event planner at peace. You know, and that's, and that's that servanthood, Shelly. Those women are wearing so many hats and they're carrying so much on their shoulders. And I've always said, same thing with the event planners. I'm like, girl, you're good. God's given me a message for this group. There you go. And I don't know how many people he's got that message for, but it, it might, might just be a handful. Absolutely. But that meant, and every one of y'all listening, God's given you a message. Mm-hmm. Who that message is for? One day it might be for two people. One day it might be for twenty thousand. Right. I don't know. But if you don't speak to that too, you don't get to speak to that twenty thousand. That is word right there. You know, I, years ago I felt the Lord say something to me in my spirit. No, He doesn't talk out loud in case anyone anyone's wondering. But you know, I, I yeah. felt in my spirit so deeply, and I knew it was the Lord's voice. You know, we we're spirits, and when we read the Word, we learn how to hear His voice. And that's, that, right. that's just a side note there. But He He begins to teach us how to hear Him through His Word. But I heard Him say to me that. And it put me at peace. And it's going to sound, when I tell you, it's going to sound a little bit like a scold, but that's good because his rod and his staff, they both comfort me. And so he has to scold me some, but it was something I was preparing for, um, or, or maybe I wanted to go somewhere I wanted to go and speak. And I felt the Lord say, when you have something that I need someone to hear, 
Mm. You have something to say that Mm. I need someone to hear. I will move heaven and earth to make sure you're there. In other words, you be at peace. I'm running this. And when you need to say something that someone needs to hear, hey, I'll make all the connections that are uh, necessary to make. That one thing has come back to me. That one word from the Lord has come back to me year in and year out in my ministry that he will put me where I need to be if I have something to say that he needs someone to hear. That's right. That's right. And that's such a comfort because now I'm also telling y'all, if you're listening to me, God does not want you to sit on your behind Mm -hmm. and never do anything. That's the truth because Shelly, you wrote the books, Mm -hmm. you send the emails, you let people know you're available. Mm -hmm. But you know what you don't do is you don't lament over the fact that Susie Q down the road got invited to something that you didn't get invited to. No, You cannot do that. Not that we all haven't done that. We've all done it. Or that we haven't felt it. But here is a great thing to do when that happens, because, you know, none of us have arrived and and we will Mm -hmm. see it again. We'll feel that again. I'm speaking for Shelly. You know, I can feel that again tomorrow. But the best thing that I have found to do is when I see something like that and or something, you know, makes me think, oh, I wish I were there. I I would like that opportunity to do what this person's doing or that one is doing. Right. The very best thing I can do, and Father God has taught me to stop right there, and I will pray for that person and speak a blessing over that event that they're going to and ask that the word come forth in a way that leaves seed. And I mean, I'll get down on it, praying for that person and that event, because it stops the enemy in his tracks from creating that, um, that type of unholy jealousy. Yeah, yeah, that division in the spirit. Absolutely. All right, so... I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You are at the big, is it the Superdome y'all have there in Louisiana? Uh, the, the big super, arena. Um, the yeah, big arena. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're at the big arena. Mm-hmm. You are speaking to tens of thousands of people. Okay. When is this? Because I don't have it on my calendar. It's. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I don't want to know. She's the only that. person. She's the only person that thinks I have the ability to make this happen. I don't have it on my calendar. I'm just saying, don't let me miss it. Okay, I get it. It's a hypothetical. I'm it's, sorry. I just it's a hypothetical. Funny. But okay, if I, I could make it funny. happen, I would. Um, okay. I had to be funny. You're, of course you did, um, because you're Shelly. You are speaking there. You're walking on the stage in just a few minutes. You get to talk about one thing, just yeah. one. What, what is the message God has got burning in you today? Oh, my gosh. That would be... Always remembering that Jesus Christ is our door of access to God, because I am wholly convinced from my years of women's ministry and my own personal experience, Mary, that we know how to apply the grace of God to our salvation. We we know it's not works that, you know, that mm-hmm. saves us. We get that. We are so slow and so remedial in learning that we apply that same grace to our right of fellowship that Jesus is the door that we use when we come to God and Jesus is the door forever after on our way home because we get really wiggy and we try to do all these other things and we gauge. Well, let let me say it this way. I spent years gauging my, um, like knuckling down to measure up, trying to decide how good I was doing to know how welcome I was with God. I know that's crazy, but it's what we do. And, and it would and it it hinders our intimacy with Christ 
Yeah. It, it depletes that. And God's presence is where we're transformed. That's where he, he, you know, like smooths out those places and teaches us. But when we don't feel like we can come to him because we haven't measured up, mm. then we'll stay out of prayer and we'll stay out of our word. And, and we miss that the affection and the guidance and the, um, the direction and the correction and everything that comes out of that yeah. intimate relationship. So I, I live to tell people that Revelation 4.1 says there is a door standing open in heaven. And that is the door that you used when you came to God. It's Christ Jesus. And that's the door you use thereafter. So that for me translates into me running for the door every day of my life. I'm mm. running for the door. It's not what I did, what I didn't do. I'm running for the door and I'm running through the door that is Christ Jesus. And that is where my access is to God, my father. Oh, that's good. And you can tell, I think I get a little passionate about just that. a little bit. I wish I, I, and I truly wish it was in my power to put you in front of an arena, in an arena with tens of thousands. Oh, oh we couldn't do that now because, you know, social distancing. But yeah, whatever. that whole COVID smoked <laughs> thing. Yeah. That's all that thing. Shelly, you are so wonderful. I want to ask you do you have one um, just piece of encouragement, wisdom, edification? What, you know, wise words you would share with these? up and comings, whether they're speaking or just starting, or maybe they've been yeah. doing it for a while. What would you love to say? Um, I would love to say, continue to ask the Lord to teach you how to die to yourself in this mm. and live to him. Mm. Um, one way that I've been doing, Mary, I love this lately. It's one thing, you know, because of mine and your history that I slide out of bed to my knees in the morning and that's not my prayer time. It's only seconds, but it's just my way of saying, um, I mean, I'm just barely there and, and some people can't because of health reasons slide sure. out onto sure. their knees. And so it would be a, an attitude, not, yeah. you know, you don't have to attitude do it, you can do this in your mind, but it's my way of saying, okay, I know me and I'm going to want to rule today. I'm going to want my way, my mm. kingdom, you know, all of that, but Lord, I want your kingdom to come and your will to be done. So rule me. It's me saying, admitting I have a me monster that's going to want to rule, but I want you to rule me instead. And as people in the ministry that are wanting to speak and to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ out into this world, if we're standing up straight, he cannot mm. flow through our lives. But when we're yielded, the spirit of God can flow through our lives and we can become a life-giving spirit. So ask him, dear speakers out there listening, ask him to help you live dying. Yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. Shelly, thank you so much for being here. You are such a treasure. I cannot wait uh, for us to see each other in person again. We got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mary. Bye-bye. Wow. I told you Shelly was great. Those last comments she made about living yielded. I don't know about you, but those hit me hard. God is equipping you. He is preparing you. He has given you a message and an audience. And I'm so honored to stand in this space. And as you're building that, that you would allow me just a few minutes. I'm in your ear just to share what my friends have shared with me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited about helping you take the stage. I don't want you to miss anything. Please go to the go to the website, takethestagepodcast.com. Sign up for the email list. I don't want you to miss one episode because these speakers are bringing some wisdom. 
And also, I've created something for you. It's five fixes for filling your calendar with paid speaking engagements. And you can find that there. That's free. It's totally from me. It's totally for you. And I look forward to seeing you, well, actually, maybe reading from you here at the podcast. Have a great week.